Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Today on Lowell's, Brian goes through his exhaustive list of people within the DFS and fantasy community who could potentially be feds including prime suspect Whistles Go Woo, who we recently had on the show. Maybe we talk a little best ball game theory, maybe a little poker gossip, all today on Lulz. I Does he think, I it's think he thinks goat. this, he thinks this is a goat. Vegas Dave thinks this is a goat. Hot naked girls doing yoga. What? Why don't you just win like a man? Random.org. <laughs> Type in one for yes, two for no, and let the DFS guys pick for you. And I'm absolutely begging you not to do bus. <laughs> Please don't do bus. Was this, was the Fed picture here? So I, when I was making the thumbnail for today, I Googled Fed and this picture came up. Is this like an iconic article that I ended up seeing? Like, how, how did you, how did you know that this photo? Identified yeah, that's, Fed? yeah, that that's like a, like a libertarian meme of like, okay, Fed, because these guys, like, I don't know where it's from. Actually, I should know that, but you well, could see the I, flags in the background look like uh, a don't tread on me flag an American flag or something there. Yeah, so this is where the article I saw it, the, the Babylon B, seven easy ways to spot a Fed. And they do all kind of look like DFS bros. So I, I mean maybe you're <laughs> onto something. What do we yeah? Look for the telltale uh military cuts. Uh says greetings, fellow Trump supporters. Would you like to insurrect something on this fine morning? <laughs> calling you <laughs> Mr. Anderson. Their MAGA hat is clearly just an FBI hat with duct tape over it. <laughs> Look for the forked lizard tongue and reptilian eyes. That's definitely whistles. Screeches in terror at the name of Donald Trump and their Apple iPods have a curly wire hanging down and looks suspiciously like an FBI earpiece. Those guys in that picture, they're not. They're not Liberty Bros, right? <laughs> no. Like, no. 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 Uh and so what what inspired this uh lit? Did you did you end up doing specific polls or where did this data come from? Yeah, I did two polls. Two two different polls and uh yeah. I'm pretty surprised. So Jack Settleman who's now transitioned into a career as a NFL and NBA insider, he tops the polls as the, I thought for sure Whistles Go Woo would run away with this. It's surprising, wasn't it? Yeah. Um after all the rumors. I just feel like Jack's a little too overexposed to to actually be a Fed, where Whistle's kind of laying underneath the radar a little bit more suspicious. I mean, it would be a, I don't know, I, I just can't see it with Jack. I think it's the look, like he looks yeah. like he could be in that meme. That's true. Know? That is true. But Whistle's, I mean, you photoshopped him on there, and we get him in some, you know, low cut. I, I didn't do that. Jeans. I didn't do that. <laughs> I didn't this do is that. Straight. This is true. I mean, trust me, I know a Brian <laughs> yeah. Photoshop job when I see no, it. No, uh, Ricky D sent me that photo, which was clearly not Photoshopped. And, Did and Ricky how really Jack, say that How to does you? Jack get his insider information? It's a question maybe you should ask him on Club That's Top true. Shot one of these days. 
I guess only a Fed would have access to wiretaps, mm-hmm. you know, NSA level surveillance. Uh, it, it does check out here. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't know that, but maybe, you know, we only have, uh, we're less than 50 people watching live. Maybe Brian's top Fed power rankings wasn't a good clickbait title. For this <laughs> I, was, I didn't see that until like 10 minutes ago. I'm like, what is he doing? <laughs> I didn't well, even is, have any likes. <laughs> this is this is how the sausage gets made. I say, Brian, do you have anything that you think would be a fun topic? And Brian's like, no. And then I'm like, well, we're, we'll figure it out. I'm not worried about that, but I have to put something on the on the thumbnail. <laughs> Pete, where is all the other DF shows going to get their ideas from if we don't do an actual show? <laughs> That's right. You know, we we got to be the uh, the idea. You know. Uh, minor league system for, for content ideas. Um, yeah. 50 watching and no chat either. I mean, we're just bombing. We finally had a Wednesday, you know, I, and I could have just put Brian and Pete do a best ball draft and we'd have 150 people watching right now. But, uh, we're if, uh, against the grave. if you guys think this is going to stop me from continuing the fed bit, you are sorely <laughs> mistaken. That will continue. <laughs> I was listening to you on, uh, with Davis, I didn't get to finish it yet, but I was laughing at uh, uh, you and Ricky D battling it out in the MLB streets, and he didn't like your idea to uh, flatten the payout structures after you <laughs> lost to him. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch! Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, he got me. He nipped me. Um, Eric says, Pete, you should sell your own line of tank tops. I literally have my own line of tank tops. <laughs> <laughs> I literally. Have them. And you know what? You want to know how literal this is, Eric? When you go to my store, I have it as the featured set of collection right now. You can get wow. a value hound tank top, you get a splash plate. You know what I need to add? Should I add a Lowell's tank top, Brian? We have we're more of yeah, a winter sure. crew here. I think I should add a Lowell's tank top. Do it. I'll buy one. Um is uh is Eric a plant maybe for this nice little segue to your store? Yes. Speaking I, of Fed. Uh, I basically kind of my routine is before every show, I'll slide into a couple people who follow me, DMs, just random people. I say, Hey, what's your Venmo? If I slip you $20, (laughs) will you ask a comment that can tee me up? You know, sometimes it'll be like, Pete, what was the link for that video you did about week 17? And I'll be like, well, funny you say, and then I'll drop it right down. So you're odd to me. (laughs) Uh, Yes. This is the big news. As Paul said, it, it took me by surprise when we hopped on right before title could have been Brian, Shaved his beard. I mean, walk us through this big decision. It's hot. It's hot out there. Um, I'll probably just let it grow back now. At this point, did you uh, did you shave yourself or did you go to the barber? No, I just shaved myself. To go outside and just go the whole thing and walk back in. I mean, I I know that you don't strike me as the person who would like enjoy the luxury of, of going to the barber shop. But I feel like if I grew that big of a beard, I would go enjoy just laying back in the chair and letting someone take care of it. No, I do. I've gone many times. There's an awesome barber in Lincoln square actually, but I haven't been there since COVID. Okay. Um, you know, like somebody like this guy from the uh, Europe, like Eastern Europe or something doesn't, doesn't speak English. And like, have you ever, have you ever done that? Where like they burn your air here and shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like they, they, the guy goes goes nuts. It's great. The closest and he's always, I get to that, he's always backed up too. It's like hard to get in there. I know all there is. Like I notice around me, 
there's some really good barber shops and there'll be like a line around the door. And then there'll be somewhere there's just nobody there. And I'm always very suspicious of, I, I can't go there if there's not, if it's not busy, I get really worried why, why they don't have any customers. I love, I love this is considered clean shaving here in the chat. Yes. There's almost I, a beard already. Well, I also get it. Like when people associate your face with having a beard going full clean shave feels like yeah. a whole, like this is, you kind of eased us into it. Like I didn't log on and go, Oh my God. Like I would have, if you looked like me. It's also glasses too. Like I stopped wearing contacts, like not that long ago, just they were like hurting my eyes just for no other reason. Now everyone probably just thinks I'm constantly only wearing glasses, but I, I wore contacts like 95% of my life. Yeah. How often yeah. do you shave? Yeah. It's funny you say that. Cause I just, I was at, uh, I shaved yesterday and I nicked, uh, my chin here a little bit. I, I would say I shave once every four to five days, I think is probably about my, my hmm. window. Like I okay. went to Colorado, I shaved last Wednesday before I went to Colorado and then I shaved yesterday and it was like getting a little long for me, for me. And so that was what Wednesday to, to Tuesday. So yeah. I, I can go, I can go five to six days and, and not look completely disheveled. When I, when I worked in Springfield, you have to wear a suit every day. Right. And yeah. which is annoying. And then you have to shave too, unless you have like a full beard. And like, there'd be union guys going like, Hey, Brian, like t if I went like this, they'd like talk shit to me. Like, but not in a cool way, not like in a buddy way. Like, like you're disrespecting the, the chamber. Have you told yeah. the people about your Denver trip yet on the Swolecast or anything? No, but I, I do want to get into something and, because I'm laughing real quick. Mm -hmm. uh, Tyler's saying I should have teed up a shaving kit and promo code and Casey's saying <laughs> turned in late. The funny thing is, is I literally was emailing back. Okay, last me to uh oops what happened there where they wanted me to do um run ads on my channel for manscaped and i was like yeah and i was like well what like what kind of arrangements do you guys do as far as ad deals and they're like oh well we normally do a three-month trial run and then see how well you do with conversions and then we'll we'll re-up you and i was like i'm not fucking shilling manscaped for free for three months with no guaranteed money, just a complete free roll for them. Only downside for me. And so I said, uh, I am going to pass Manscaped, but thank you. But this, I was this close to becoming a Manscaped influencer, apparently. Yeah. What the, who, who, where do they get off on that? Like, oh, just do this work for free for, it's like an internship. Yeah. Like a marketing internship. That's, that's insane. And because like so much of it, and of course they're getting a fucking free ad out of this conversation right here, but so much of it is just like the exposure and putting it out in front. You do that for three months with no guarantee, like get out well, of here, man. Skate. It's not really an ad though. We're kind of shitting on them. So I mean, we're not true. talking about that. <laughs> we're talking about how we don't shave very often anyway. So yeah, just go to CBS and get Gillette's like the rest of us. All right. <laughs> no, I hate them too. <laughs> I, that fucking ad campaign they did a couple years ago. Oh my God. Yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, there you go. STO shave theory optimized, um, manscaped. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, and then Walshy shaving every five days is the most not going to make it thing I've ever heard. It's actually incredible. Like I, yeah. I have, do you enjoy shaving? I don't think yeah, does you anyone don't enjoy shaving. Can a razor burn as frequently? 
as yeah. long as people like it's like lucky to live in a time where you can actually walk around with a you know three day beard, no one cares. Yeah. My my other thing that's kind of crazy. I did. I don't know. It must have been. I've I've attempted to grow out beards like a couple times, and the one weird thing that happens is mine starts to come in like I have like red hairs that come in, and I don't know. Mine does it too. Yeah. Yeah, and it it kind of like freaks me out. Like I have blonde hair. I mean, trust me, guys, the carpet doesn't match the drapes. <laughs> you know when that red hair comes in. So I just like I don't know where that's coming from. I don't like the red beard look. I mean, no offense to the red beard guys out there, it just yeah. feels weird on me. So I so I was blonde until like like bright blonde until I was like sixteen or something. And this, I get the same thing. Like my beard gets a lot of sun and starts going red. Uh, so your beard doesn't isn't blonde otherwise, though. I mean, I would say it's like sixty percent blonde. But then when you mm. start mixing in the red, like the red's the more dominant color that you notice. Mm. So far, this is probably my favorite show of all time that we've ever done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, speaking of, I did post this in the chat, and I and I don't know this kid. Uh, thinking about different um people doing influencer campaigns you know this uh the kid landon tice that does does poker and stuff yeah so i noticed him and like i i i know him from like he did some stuff with joey ingram i think joey ingram took him under his wing and then he was did the prop bet challenge with bill perkins where i think he ended up getting dusted in that and then he's on uh isn't it the solve for why show doesn't he appear on that as well that's his resume that i know of yep I think I have the credits there. So, you know, get an up and comer in the, in the poker space. And I, I go to his Twitter feed uh, or I saw it pop up in my feed. Check out the new hot drop jackpot slots on ignition casino with the new winners every hour and every day. Any slots player looking to light up the reels has found exactly what they're looking for. Ignition partner. I mean, what, what are, what are your thoughts when you see a GTO poker bro shilling slots? Mm, I guess that's GTO to try to make some cash. How many yeah. followers does he have? Q hover that's his a name. Good question. Hey, let's guess. Let's guess first. I I, okay. I know I was just on his profile, but I don't know. Twenty. I was gonna say like twenty-two or twenty-three k. Okay, maybe I did subconsciously see it. I promise I wasn't trying to cheat. Twenty-two point seven k. Look at that ratio he's got, dude. This the is ratio. like my uh. 34. The ratio of follower to I always look at the follow no no the follow, his following to follow followers. Oh yeah. So he's got 22k that he only follows 241 people. My 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 grandma was um uh one of her jobs was I can't remember what it's called. It's, it's not stenographer, but it, she would like work for police stations by looking at people's handwriting to give them like tips on what it meant. Like I guess there's this science back then a billion years ago. And so like she told me when I was a kid that like you could uh tell like someone's ego by how big they make their first letter and their first name and their last name. Oh. So whenever I look at someone's name, I'm constantly like you could see, you know, like I don't know who's Donald Trump, giant D, you know, giant yeah. T. I don't I don't even know what his, his signature looks like, but this would be the pattern that and so like that's what I think about when I look at Twitter follower, follower, following followers is the right. bigger that ratio, the bigger the fucking ego. So like if someone's got like, you know, 50,000 followers and they, they follow like eight people, like I can't yeah. they're fucking goddamn egomaniac. I know it is true. Cause like, I'm, I, I don't 
think I'm an ego maniac, but I do have a, like a little OCD with stuff. But like, once you just pull the bandaid off with like, Oh, it's like, who, who cares? Like the Twitter yeah. algorithm now is so fucked anyways. Like back when it was better and there was no, I did like care about my feed more. Um, because it was like, you want to see things and, you know, reverse chronological and see the people you want to follow, blah, blah. And now it's like, it's such a free for all. Like if you say like one moderately funny or nice thing to me, I'll probably follow you. It just <laughs> it doesn't so, matter. What do you think about this though? So I also, I have, I, I, I have that in my head, the ego thing, but then also if you follow too many people, like I might not follow you back because it's like, Oh, is this a spammer? Like a spammer? You know what I mean? Oh, if it's like an even ratio. Yeah. Or even if it's like, like, let's say you got up to like 8,000 or something. I mean, why he follows 8,000 accounts. What the fuck is this guy doing? I always thought about that. I think Wob, I think Wob follows. Yeah. See Wob's yeah. Ratio. yeah. <laughs> well, it looks that like it worked. Good. It does. I mean, he's about to crack a million. I mean, he just has Spag's always on splash play promises that he'll follow anyone back who follows the splash play handle. And uh, clearly Wob has that same ethos. Although I'm down bad. Because Wob follows, you know, 960,000 people, but I'm not one of them. I'm, I'm down real bad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know what? Mark my words, guys. If I ever get up to following 8K people, you all need to yeah. abandon me because my follow is no longer worth anything. Yeah. But this, this, show, this show is over as soon as you pass that 8K barrier. I just can't be associating with that. I mean, but back to this landed thing. So yeah. again, I, I know your general take and I agree with like free market, get that bag. Don't, but to me, it's, it's not that like, it's more that he knew the reputational hit that was going to come with this. He had to have known his mentions would look like this and he still did it. Like, and that's, that's just what's wild to me of like, I hope he got a shit ton of money for this because this is one of those things that's going to like haunt you for a long time. Like every time you go to do a tweet, you're going to get the slots jokes. I just, I mean, it would have to be a lot of money to make that worth it for me. Yeah. That, that that's an interesting point because the obvious one is everyone's like slots are, aren't beatable. You're a fucking shill for something that can't be beaten, which well, obviously there's a lot of truth to that, but like, I, I can't stand where we've talked about this before, where like Joe Rogan can do 18 minutes of ad reads before a show and then sell a show to a big company and yeah. no one cares. But if fucking Pete or Landon here sells a fucking ad for five grand or something, you're the fucking biggest sellout of all time. You know, like I just can't right. stand that, 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 like that view, but um, leaving like the slot thing aside, but if you scroll down there on his thing, I think like the sixth or seventh tweet, you don't have to, I'll just say what it said. Somebody was saying like, they think it's part of his whole player sponsorship deal. Maybe. Oh, okay. Because he's, is he a full ignition partner? partner for that, yeah, I guess that's what it was. I kind of read into it. I have no idea if that's true. And so maybe it wasn't like, we'll give you 50 grand to post this. Is he tells <laughs> <laughs> the manscape to a deal. I hope he got a better deal than that. Uh, and that that well, that actually. So that's a good point because, and this goes to what is sometimes in why I've personally just been very, very picky with who I do partnerships with because you'll often find yourself in those spots, right? Like you're signing the deal, you're like, oh, this is great. You're throwing me money, play poker. I do that anyways. This is great. Oh, by the way, uh, in the fine print, we need you to tweet about slots. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't even play those. I wouldn't actually recommend anyone playing for those. And then you start to get in dicey territory with that where, 
I'm sure he knew that in advance as part of the deal. And maybe he was just like, you know what? I'm just going to, you know, bite my lip, just fire off that tweet, get that money. But man, I do really, I don't know. Maybe I think about like reputational risk more than other people. Maybe I care about it too much. Like you were saying of, you know, worrying about blowback that you shouldn't worry about as much, but uh, it just seems it's one thing if he doesn't care. It's another thing if he hates that he had to send it and agreed to a deal that he ultimately doesn't like. I know. What, what do you do though? If like you rely on that income significantly and they're just like, Hey, all of our partners are posting this tweet in the next month. If you don't yeah. do it, sorry, you're going to, you're, you're not a partner anymore. Yeah. It just fucking, I was a fucking post it. And then you post it and then, yeah, I mean, it's also dumb on Ignition's part, kind of, too, right? Like, maybe, like, because now all those comments were brutal, and it's not, like, a lot of his followers specifically, like, because they think of him as, like, this GTO guy, right? That they're going to follow, people who follow him aren't going to, like, go fucking ham on the slots, you would think. Yeah, and... I do think like also, I mean, we think about this a lot, you know, now with the fantasy life newsletter, we get lots of, you know, potential big ad sponsorships and like, it doesn't take rocket science. The ones that crush are the ones that are highly integrated. Like we have a partnership with underdog we've been doing awesome with that because we're weaving it in and out of best ball content, talking about fantasy. It's like a natural extension. Like when you just drop in a random ad, say for manscape, like it doesn't quite resonate you know, with that audience as much. And that's why it's ignorant on ignition. Like if you actually want to do this, have Landon, you know, make a fun video of him, like tilting, playing slots, make it look enjoyable, at least like put some effort into it because we just literally say like, go play slots. It, it looks like you're fucking shilling an infomercial at like 3am on, on a commercial. Like it doesn't, it doesn't convert. And like, what about, I'm trying to think of like Sammy Farha or somebody like the, the, the guys who are like true, gambling DJs or whatever who would actually put down money on slots is just passing the time you know what i mean like something more on brand for that player uh as opposed to like the gto bro who's like just always looking for like the perfect strategy like you could yeah. pick and shoot you'd think that's what like with manscape back to manscape like it doesn't even make a ton of it makes sense to like advertise on your channel but really the benefit is like your your brand you know like the people come for sports and best ball and NFL and stuff like that and gambling. I mean, it's a predominantly male audience. I'm, I'm almost positive. I haven't looked at your numbers, but it's got to be pretty high up there. And so that's good for Manscaped. But like, so like, I, I mean, I think it's egregious to make an offer like that, that they did to you, but it like them not knowing if your channel's worthwhile to them kind of makes, a, makes more sense than like, you know, super draft or somebody. Right. Well, and in, even back to the slots thing, I mean, have you seen some of the videos of Drake uh, lately? I think he's, I don't know if he does it on like TikTok live or Instagram live. And he's, um, I think it's roulette. He's either playing like high stakes roulette or high stakes craps, like literally like million dollar spins and stuff. And he's, the, the question is, is like, how much is he getting free rolled by whatever company he's doing that for? But mm -hmm. like, at least there, that's like legit good influencer marketing because it's like you have him sweating this in real time, absurd amount of money. It looks like, you know, lifestyle aspirational of like, I could be winning that much. At least that's like kind of doing the job. Whereas if Drake just like posted a link and said, Hey, play slots here. Like there's no way that's working as well as having him sweating million dollar roulette spins. Yeah. 
I agree. They just a disaster all, all the way around. And you're right. The brand, the brand, the, the what, where do you draw, where would you draw the line though in his situation? Like, would you go like, just drop me as a partner then? Well, this is, yeah, this goes back to the thing where it's like, I, I, if it were me, and again, I'm not throwing like, I would say, Hey, I'm willing to do, you know, promotional tweets for poker tournaments, anything underneath the the poker umbrella. But like, I don't play slots. I don't think I want my followers playing slots. Like I think it does it. There's almost like he's literally on one of the most like GTO minded poker shows out there too. finding these edges, exploiting them, all of this yeah. stuff. So just, I think it, there's just some cognitive dissonance there that I think would be tough for me to stomach. Yeah, one of my imaginary girlfriends is on that show. Um, I, I actually now know who you're talking about because I watched. Uh, I've seen a couple clips more recently because their t- their clips will like pop up on TikTok and in yeah. other random places now. Um, I have a new imaginary girlfriend though, actually. Uh, political wise, so we're gonna have to someone's gonna have to send a message to the prime minister of Finland, tell her she's she's out. Um. I'm trying to remember her name. There's some young uh, former like Trump staffer running in the 11th congressional in Illinois. What the hell is her name? Christina or something like that. Wait, are you, uh, are you abandoning the Finnish prime minister? That's what I just said. Yeah. She's no wow. longer my imaginary girlfriend. Wow. Uh-huh. I can't find her name though. Christina Hoff. Well, as you're pulling this up, I mean, and this is the thing that Brian was kind of saying, right? Like if Drake can shill roulette, this kid can tout slots. And I do agree. And that's kind of what Brian was saying with, you know, Rogan can get whatever ad he wants and it's okay. But then like some micro influencer does something and gets slammed. That said, I would say there's far less cognitive dissonance with Drake as a very rich celebrity who wants to like gamble with his money. than there is like a kid who touts like GTO poker, right? I just feel like it's a little... It's a little hard, but in a macro sense, I do agree with you. And Brian, we talk about this a lot. Like I always feel slimy promoting stuff, even, even when I shouldn't, uh, just because we're wired to, to feel weird about it. Yeah, I know. I, I have the, the same problem. It's and, and like, it's weird. Cause like, if you do like the Drake analogy again, like you wouldn't blink an eye if Drake is like, bye, bye Sprite. You know, I love fucking yeah. Sprite. And he's just sitting there yeah. drinking Sprite after Sprite. You wouldn't blink an eye. And you, and he might not even drink sugary drinks. Like, and everyone knows he's healthy or something, right? Yeah. But like, if you, if you did one super draft ad, you'd be like, oh, yeah, you'd be hemming and hawing. Should I do this? Well, in, in going back to the land, and I don't know, I'm not like, by like, God, this kid landed too, but you think about the audience he's cultivated, right? Like, he's cultivated an audience of people who appreciate his insights in poker. And it's like self-selected, a smart, probably discerning EV hunting audience, where it's just like the slot stuff, even even if he didn't feel bad about it, it's not going to resonate with his audience. It's like, go get in front of, you know, the the Logan Paul or the kid dropping bowling balls on his nutsack on TikTok, like for the slots, right? Like it it just does not make any sense. And I think it's more ignition just putting him in an awful spot. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I feel slightly bad for him. You know, I mean, yeah. I'm sure he's doing fine, but like, um, Oh, here this we is, go. You, you just sent me this and real quick. I am going to head over to the splash play theme here to do this to you, Brian. <laughs>
never thought would come the day that I'd have to bonk you on lulls, but here we are. Um, yeah, we should send this to Spag. See what he says. Yeah, what what are we? You got it. You got to set this up. What are we? What are we looking at here? I think she's running for the eleventh congressional seat in Illinois. <laughs> and you and you and you were voting for her. Uh, I'm not in that district, uh, so I can't. <laughs> You know, but you will be campaigning or making a small donation. <laughs> a small donation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. But I felt perfect. like uh, I should make it public so the prime minister doesn't, uh, Sana doesn't feel, you know, backstabbed. Who's our Who's our friend on uh, on MMA Twitter? What would he say? He's calling dibs. You're calling dibs here. Yeah, dibs. There you go. Okay. Calling dibs. Just- I'm just kidding. Okay, guys. He's, <laughs> he's just kidding. Dumb. He's still yeah. in love with the Finnish prime minister. He's just kidding. I, I will never. Sana Marin, that's her name. Yeah. She will always be my imaginary girlfriend. I also did see she's married. So, like, that kind of puts a damper yeah. on it, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, it would be – you don't strike me as someone who'd be willing to relocate. I think that's why this is so attractive. You just have to move a couple districts mm. over versus having to jump the country. Yeah, not to Finland. Come on. Come on, people. Finland actually probably would be pretty nice. I think it'd be too cold, too much snow. Yeah, but man, the sauna life over there would be so good. Mm. Well, I mean, that definitely changes things. If it would have to be, if it would like continue to be an imaginary relationship, then I definitely probably wouldn't make the move. Uh, How many like legit stalkers do you think she has? She has to have like her security has to be pretty crazy. Remember when we were no? Remember when we were we did that episode uh, joking around about her? She's like she got caught like clubbing during COVID, where she had like the country locked down and she was out partying. Right. She was on the Gavin Newsom. She got married uh, since plan. then. Yeah, yeah. It's, it seems there like the go. the politicians here are the same everywhere. <laughs> Finland Libertarian Party is <laughs> just right. I think she's like a socialist too. She would probably hate my guts. Uh, oh, that that's your uh, she's a 10 but she's a socialist that's your, your meme for... <laughs> she's a 10 but she's the prime minister of finland <laughs> oh my god so did i did i hear you on uh davis's pod making an admission that you're getting a little addicted to best ball here i never thought i'd see the day. yeah they, they're they're fun i've been doing like two a day two a days and uh, two a days I could do two. I could do two at the same time. And even then it gets, I, I start mixing it up where it's like, okay, I need to get whatever bills and chiefs from now on. And then I'll, I'll queue them up in the wrong, on the wrong draft. Yeah. And it's just with two, but like, if I get a little better now, then come, you know, two weeks before the season, maybe I can do four or five at a time, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is crazy how addicting it was. Like a couple of weeks ago on Swolecast, and Jeff and Kitchen were like, "Don't you get bored with those drafts?" And it's like, no. Like every one is just opportunity. It's like a, a new present to open. Which guy will fall to you here? Can you pull off this stack? Can you get this combination you haven't gotten before? Um, I don't know. I'm 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 fully hooked, and I, I'm clearly not alone in that regard. No. Well, I mean, that's what I said on the Takecast. Is that was always the best day in all of fantasy sports pre you know internet gambling sports yeah was draft day with your buddies like everyone brings over beer you get a you go in the garage of someone's house pop a big ass table out and everyone just bullshits makes fun of each other's teams and you hang out and, the, and then the rest of the season 
like yeah if you're doing good really good it's kind of fun but like if you're not if you're you know oh you know one in six to start the season it's like well i have like a zero percent chance of winning this and and on to next year and like with best ball it doesn't matter you just you get the best part of the day all the time that's right uh tyler was in my dms today sorry to cut you off uh go ahead uh uh, who was it, Jacob? Anyways, he had a good idea. He goes, why don't they do – maybe you can answer this. Why don't they do – underdog do um, auction drafts? Um, Jake Lowe. Uh, my, my guess is just that the risk of collusion is just so much harder, um, and there would just be way more, I don't know, quality control to do would just be my, my guess. Hmm. But like – but FFPC – uh does although you know what i'm pretty sure and someone can let me know if i'm wrong because i've done a live ffpc auction draft i don't believe they do auction drafts online i believe they just do them at their live events Hmm. um which obviously it's much easier to 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 make sure there's not collusion going live lunchable here says it takes six hours but i've done auction drafts on espn and other it does it only takes like an hour 20 minutes it all has to do with how you set up the, yeah, the, the ones mm. I do at FFPC are two and a half, three. Like if you have the right kind of settings set up for it time-wise, yep. like you, you'll be good. Yep. Set no pauses settings. You know, you can only, the bids last only so long. You could do it about the same time. And plus regular drafts season long is like whatever, 20 man rosters generally or whatever. So like, yeah, you can even cut, cut some of those off. I mean, well, I don't know. I just thought maybe they, they would add that someday. seems logical to me. It does. But you know what's so funny, too? And I, I was thinking about this when they – and I mentioned this a few times before, but when they launched the Superflex tournament, like this was something a lot of people asked for. Hey, a wrinkle with the scoring settings. You know, quarterbacks are so valuable. Like this will be this great thing. And then I listen to the feedback and I read the comments and I see what people say and they're like, yeah, I don't really like the Superflex that much. And I'm trying to figure out why, but – Davis's take is more just like if there was a ton of content on it, like if we Mm -hmm. all collectively decided to just start doing exclusively auction content, maybe it would become this fun thing to do. But when there, it's kind of a niche thing and it's probably similar to DFS, right? Like there's not much second half showdown content, right? Or what are those other little flash games, whatever. And when there's not a lot of content on it, I just don't think people ultimately like it. And I wonder if that would happen with auctions as well. It, that, that I was just going to 100% agree with you. But then when you said Showdown, I'm like, hey, Showdowns are pretty popular now. And that was pretty much a completely new format. It, but it, it was probably – because I'm thinking like like the tiers aren't really taking off. The – oh, they what did they have like three years ago? Uh, it was like you, where you could draft like six guys instead of ten. I can't remember what they called it. They canceled that too. Yeah. I just I, It feels like, you know, like, what's the saying? Like uh, – uh, best dress first end or something like that you know like yeah. it's just because everyone's used to it that you can't change you can't like like uh ml like the pga fanduel switched from six man like it normally is on all the sites to the worst format ever in dfs which was pick eight players in the first four play the first two days and the second four play the second two days with cuts and stuff it was so bad and they had to cancel it after like four months that yeah. was just bad, but people like I think just like whatever the normal thing is, which is so if if th- this is what everyone's used to my my underdog rankings, I know where Pat Mahomes is around fifty right now, and if you put him in the super flex, what does that mean? I don't know what I'm doing. Like maybe yeah. some of that 
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Stuff happens, but like really quick back to the auction league, I would say from like a profit standpoint, uh, you know, thinking about it for 10 seconds here, you, the bigger the edge would definitely be an auction for sure. And also I think you could automate that easier. Mm. Kind of, because you could you could easily have like price minimum and maximums on players. Yeah. And then it just adjust. They actually have that. I think you could pay like five bucks and download auction league and even full league um, auto drafting software for yourself. Yeah. You ever see any of those? I I've seen some of them, like kind of the yeah. dynamic things. Because I always, when I do my auctions, I try to hack together a simple thing too, where I'm kind of adjusting yeah. the values and seeing the average prices for different players. But yeah, I can see how an automated thing would would be pretty powerful for that. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see here. Someone asked, I was going to answer this question. Uh, on Underdog, you can do Best Ball League with your friends. Uh, Joe asking if you can set those up. It's not just the tournaments. I do these for randomizer drafts on Thursday. If you go to the NFL lobby, you can pick your price point, 3, 5, 10, 25, whatever. If you hit instead of enter, this will just join you into a, like, a league with the public. If you hit the I, you can hit create a private draft underneath here, and then you can create that and then you'll get a specific link and then you just send that to your friend. So you can, you can host private 12 man leagues. Uh, on that's Underdog awesome. There. Yeah. I, I'm seriously, any leagues I'm still in, I'm going to try to count them into this. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you don't have to, uh, yeah. 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 yeah you can I, do them as a fast draft or a slow draft. Like if you still want it to be like your kind of event where you're all around your laptop uh, yeah. at a bar or whatever. Um, yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. Uh, that, I, it's it's shocking to me. Like I feel bad because I I do underdog content all the time, but th the fact that people didn't know this like reflects poorly on me because I always only talk about these tournaments and uh, yes, and I never talk about the private man league. So maybe we can I, get a. Uh, I, I knew it existed, but yeah. I wouldn't have known how to do it until you just showed me right there. <laughs> Does that exist on um, uh, DraftKings? I have no idea. Legitimately, okay. anyone know that in chat? Um, just my guess, just knowing <laughs> their lack of innovation would be no. Uh, I've never heard anyone doing a private league on DraftKings, but you can let me know uh, if I'm wrong. Someone asked. This is a question too, and I'm I'm starting to get more excited about these this year for in season with the battle royales and the mini best ball contests. Robert asking you if you have thought about or done any underdog golf battle royale content. So, well, first of all, I'm trying to do less content, like any of that type of stuff. So uh, we actually, and I'm going to tweet this out after the show, Fantasy, the guys at Fantasy Golf Bag are doing rankings for us and projections and stuff. This week it's just rankings. So that's um, uh, Drew and uh, Jason Roslin. I don't know who else is over there, but I, Drew did these rankings. Reddit Cheek so, is his username, right? Reddit Cheek is his, yeah. Yeah, is his uh, Twitter name, and it's fantasygolfbag.com. And so that's up there live, though, on on the HUD. You could uh, just select the Fantasy Golf Bag 
drop down list and it'll have his rankings right next to the golfers. But that's for tomorrow. That's for the Rocket Mortgage tomorrow. The Royal uh what is that called? Royal Rumble? I don't Yeah. The Royal Rumble. I think that's for the whole FedEx playoffs. Okay. Um, which we don't we don't have. And um maybe we maybe they can add it. We can ask them. So is that for like when they have uh, the Pup Cup? Is that PGA Fed Cup FedEx so the Cup, Pup Cup would be tomorrow? I'm not looking at yeah. your screen, but I, from memory, the Pup Cup is the first round of the Rocket Mortgage in the Battle Royals, the FedEx Playoffs. Okay. So that looks like the FedEx Cup Playoff one, right? Yeah. Okay, so I had it wrong. Yeah. So that one is multiple events. Multiple, yes. Yep, yeah, so, FedEx, BMW, and then the Tour Championship. And then, let's see, the three-putt Thursday would be... That's them. Yeah. Oh, so what is what this Royal about. thing then? What is the Royal thing then? I that think that's thinking? just what they call their NFL weekly ones or the Battle Royales. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so we've that, talked... Mm-hmm. I think those, I really want to get into those more this football season and for those of you guys who don't know it's basically uh, a weekly best ball tournament my only gripe with them is they only go i believe it's six rounds it's six teams six rounds so generally only you know 36 to 50 players are getting drafted obviously there's edges and exploiting that from an ownership perspective but i kind of just wish there was a few more rounds in those but i do think from like a game theory perspective those are pretty fun I was thinking about that too. And so we're just talking about like regular basketball, but just for Sunday, right? Like yes. just for a football Sunday. Correct. Uh, and I'm like, they, they probably at this point have to be like way more plus EV than D than DraftKings DFS for sure. Like, I think you have your hundred percent right on that. Yeah. So if you're going to grind, if you're a grinder, if you're a young dude, looking to grind, the small sites for sure, just DFS wise. And then these like best ball pick them things. Like that's another reason why I built the app is like, I guarantee a lot of the free money is just sitting on those things. Well, that's what I'm so excited for the brick HUD for those Royales, because what we're going to be able to add into there as far as um, like ceiling projection for the DFS week in there as well. And then I mm-hmm. think, you know, the, the, if we could get into, um, some stuff with obviously the correlation, but even then the average ADP, because I think people get even more anchored to ADP because it's such a small window that that tournament's open. And so the same combinations are going to be appearing so frequently. So I think a combination of like really good ceiling projections, correlation and finding ways to get unique outside of the typical ADP pockets have to make it just like massively EV. Yeah, we, and we also have, so I've talked to somebody about hockey projections too so we might have that once hockey comes um and we do have a best ball bro joining us uh we'll 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 let you guys know who on friday who will be providing projections and uh rankings and exposures and um and i told you too i think with we're, we're gonna add dfs too and kind of combining like that the the exposures we do for basketball with dfs i don't know how to pull that off but like we like it would be cool to like do the whistles go woo thing and you have like the exposures of one dfs pro or three dfs pros averaged and if you're a hand builder you could just look right on there 
you know, as you're building a lineup, like here's the projection, here's the target exposure and whatever. Do you think in say that battle Royale format where um, I do think it's kind of interesting, you know, we're always trying to think of like how much is correlation worth? Do you think it would be a more similar, simable, simable thing, simable thing, just because it would only be 36 players? Because I do think that's really one of the interesting things there where it's like, Hey, if you're setting up a double stack, that's half and a bring back. That's what two thirds of your entire lineup in that contest versus, you know, taking the best ADP values. I'd be really curious to know if there was, we could come up with some data that shows where the break even point is on correlation in there. Yeah. Yeah. And how, how many is totally total drafted there? I believe 36, six teams, six rounds. Okay. All right. Yeah. That would make it a lot easier because there's a lot less combos to choose from. And I'm sorry, you, you were saying football, right? Cause that's the same as yeah. PGA is the same way. I okay. think that they were saying in the chat that they're similar structures. Yeah. PG I've done PGA. I'm going to probably do a few today too, but it's uh, it is six, the same way, six and six. PGA is a lot easier to sim though, because there's no teams, there's no correlations, there's no positions. Yeah. There's a, uh, very little correlation anyways, usually, but so the football could be a lot more, more complicated, but yeah, I'm sure you can, fi- you could definitely figure that out. And if you wanted to grind it, you probably should, but like these type of things, like I bet you can make 50 grand, hundred grand. If you really yeah. grind all the best ball sites, because what the math, what the problem ends up being too, right. Is like, okay, if you're taking a guy at ADP, what you're sacrificing or sorry, if you don't is you're sacrificing projected points, but you're, you're not only getting the double whammy of correlation, assuming you're correlating with whatever game and team you're going for, but you're also getting a huge ownership discount. If you're picking a guy who's not getting drafted in all of these outside of 36. So it's like projected points versus correlation and lower ownership which I think that pull, like it's clearly weighted towards the latter, and I just don't think people are drafting like that. So, okay, wh- wh- what do you think about – I'm pretty sure you haven't commented on this, but we, me and Davis talked about it briefly. Automated drafting, you know, you could do a lot of like full sim processes in DFS. Do you mm-hmm. think that is in the future of basketball? you think it's too complicated? you think it's not worth it? I mean, I do think it would be, I I like, it's hard for me to wrap my head around a a fully automated thing, but even just basically a a step forward of basically whatever the optimizer, the cruncher is for, um, for best ball, where it's not like a perfectly simmable thing, but I could at least set more constraints and I could set things like if I wanted, if I draft a quarterback before round five, I do not want to draft my second quarterback until after round 13. Like I could build in these things. If I take, you know, two pass catchers on the same team, I don't want a third. Like if you were able to create rules and then kind of like let it draft based on that, that I think starts to get a little more interesting. And you're probably like, it would probably be tough to beat someone who had like smart rules in that was automating like that, like just over a big sample size. I'm, I'm saying that and even more complicated. Even more. So like yeah. it's reading the picks of their your opponents and like expected, you know, where players will be to expect it in the future of rounds. And so like it picks based on all this information, right? Um, 
so, so do, I mean, do you think a, that that's going to happen? I, yeah, I, I, I think, it, I mean, I'm not going to bet against the advancement of technology. I guess I'll say, it feels like it's, it's a ways away, just knowing the kind of logical steps of like, you think about when we first got DFS optimizers to get to the point where you were able to start simming contests like that. That's been multiple, multiple years to get to that point. That's true. Yeah. I, I feel like, because I just thought about those like football guys uh, products they've had for years with the for the full season stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can probably do something similar on basketball. Uh, I don't know if it's um, in the terms and services, though. Like you might not be able to. You, you know, you might be risking your account or breaking the rules. I, I don't think so, though. I think you can use. You could use whatever. Um, yeah, I, you know, and I kind of hope they they don't crack down on that. You know, obviously not just because we have an app, but like um, I think it'll be a lot of people who just like are interested in it. You know, like yeah. oh, what's this? You know, like you'll get a whole new brand of it, people. It is an interesting thing to kind of think through, and I guess because so much of the enjoyment for people with best ball is just that act of, of drafting the teams and kind of, you know, we have our own yeah. structures and stuff, but I'm trying to think through like, why is it that I have no problem simming, you know, showdown slates and using that data for my lineups, but for some reason, simming out my best ball lineups, <laughs> like just feels like it strips away all the fun. Like why, why am I differentiating those knowing, let's just say my yeah. edge or whatever perceived edge is the same in both. And, and also there's 400,000 entries or whatever into BBM three. It doesn't really matter if 10 guys are one fiftying from using their own automated software that they created or something. Like I seriously doubt that's even going to make a dent. If, and if I mean, they, even what they're making is, is that good? I, 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 like I said, I think there's a, there's a cap on a ceiling on, on the edge you can get and in, in best ball tournaments. So, I don't think even if you had the perfect software, it's going to be like devastating, like a, like a poker bot or something. Yeah. And, and no Bosox saying here that the biggest hurdle for best ball becoming massive is the time commitment to max enter. They make it easier to enter 150 teams. Price pools will skyrocket. I mean, that's what happened with DFS, right? Like it's the 150 maxers that drive the big contest. Like if you stripped those away, I mean, that that's the lifeblood of those big, big contests, right? And if you made an auto drafter, they would increase their 150 maxers. Because even if it was a shitty one, here's an, here's another thing too that that I think benefits from it is like once you get down to like round 14 or something, a lot of casual guys don't care. Like they don't care much, but they don't want to like just draft eight quarterbacks at that point. You know what I mean? Exactly. They want so like, but then you just flip the switch, turn on the uh, smart auto drafter. Right. And it's not like a huge edge or something. And it just will fill you out um, in a, you know, in a coherent manner. So like I, I think that would encourage a lot of maxing. So like they would draft like the first 10 rounds of guys they know. And then after that, they're like, I don't know. I'm just going to click the button. Smart finish or something is what is what logical. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like mulling around in my head or another thing that would be cool of it. Cool with it too. For hand builders is it's a suggestion. Like, oh, I want to take Josh Allen, but it's suggesting whoever. Whoever's yeah. around 30. I know he's around 30, Pete. You proud of me? Well, I do think even from 
not, I know this is still more blunt than what you're ultimately describing, but even if you had, you know, within the, you know, best ball draft optimizer, a correlation booster, you know, if basically you had structural constraints and then a correlation booster, like you, you'd be pretty, you'd be in pretty good shape, you know, even just with those two things. I mean, I don't think you even need a correlation booster because the more I do these, like I can just see from the app who's highlighted, who's on the team of the quarterback. I just put them in the queue and then draft them when appropriate. <laughs> like what right. do you need? Like you don't need some big fancy program to do that, you know, unless you just do not want to be at your computer, then you need an all in one program. I should have known this finish smart. Legible talking about the TOC best ball. Um, they give you only so many options per pack making you build a puzzle and referencing this comment from consiglier here dfs is a money game best ball is sudoku more fun to make the puzzle fit i i definitely i definitely get that and it probably though goes to my guess is a lot of people felt like dfs was a puzzle five years ago and then the field and the tools got so good that unless you were using those at the levels brian is that it it was too it didn't become a fun puzzle anymore <laughs> once you put money Involved in a game of, you know, scale, like it's eventually going to get solved or be, there's going to be enough money. Like the, the only hope really is like that the edge is not big enough to bring in enough guys who are willing to put in the time to build shit and beat it or just sit there and go insane entering everything. Uh, but I wouldn't hold my breath if there's money to be made. And there clearly is. And by the way, so someone said they're like, it's not going to get popular. It's, it's fucking popular, man. It's very, it's really getting really popular. It, that will one, just like, right. You know, it's sometimes when we're on, you know, club top shot, we're talking about these NFT projects and everyone's promising some kind of game or utility. And like the whole, the, 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 um, you know, what's the phrase I'm looking for? The, uh, the, the white whale that everyone's looking for is like this killer app or game that like transcends the NFT itself that you enjoy interacting with this so much that you even forget about number go up. And that's like what best ball is. Like we talk it, I heard you say it to Davis, I, everyone agrees. No one disagrees that like tying up your money this long from an EV standpoint is like the right thing to do if you're a professional gambler, but like, it's fucking fun. And like, it's really addicting. And so it's like, they have this killer app. And so that's what makes it interesting of like, clearly people love thinking about this, making content about it nonstop. It's where does that then ultimately mesh with the edge grinders in these tools coming into the space? Yep. I agree. Like I agree. Uh, the, the NFT, it would be awesome if the NFT, uh, somebody popped off with like an Uber app popularity wise NFT, you know, for some reason, everyone's just using it. And like, and, and they don't care about number go up. Do you imagine? Did you get to the point in the take cast where I said, uh, where I compared our Jokic Bitcoin to our Jokic? I didn't get to that. I think and, I listened to like the first 45 minutes. It, it, yeah. That's a, that was a short one for us, but it, it's near the end. I think he's like, cause, cause you know, obviously crypto's, you know, still down from, from all time highs. And I was like, the thing that pisses me off about it is like the thesis of the, the play of Bitcoin originally, like everything you would think like that could happen, happened just like winning two MVPs. When you buy Jokic cosmic cosmic in February of 2020, you think the price would be higher than when you originally purchased it. Right. And Bitcoin, all the inflation's at double digits for months, you know, whatever. There's the Fed just said they're going to rate hike it again today. 
the, the supply chain shortages, Visa Master, all these things. And everything's coming true. And it's 40K off the top, the peak. Yeah. It's the fucking it, same. It's like, what the fuck? And it goes back to, I, I, I don't know if he credits it to someone else. I always credit the phrase to Drew Dinkmeyer. He says, what do we win when we win? You know, it's like sometimes you play these things. It's like, you can be right, but doesn't fucking matter you know and that goes back to this idea of you know thinking contrarian and that gpp mindset or whatnot it's like it does being right does not fucking matter it's it's what do you win when you are right it just shows you like the sophistry of a lot of all the stuff we do like i mean maybe even a lot of the gambling stuff it's like because you're you're like we thought we had all the angles and we and we were right and it still didn't matter. And like, you know, when you're telling, you know, no coiners back in the day when no one even knew, you're like, well, listen, you know, do you know how the Fed works? Like, this is a blah, 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 and all these things. And like, it could get bad. Like, they're, they're, ta- they're printing all this money. And like, and then see, it happened. It's like, it's, uh, you know, it lost $40,000 of value in, in two months during the time of, where it should be skyrocketing. It should be decoupling from the stock market yeah. and it's not at all. Yeah. I mean, I guess that is the one, you know, thing with, I guess in that specific example with Bitcoin too, is like for like it having a period where it's not decoupled, like it's such still like this revolutionary new thing. It, it makes sense that it would have these ebbs and flows with it, like on its way to ultimate disruption. And that it's almost like it doesn't spook me like, oh, the Bitcoin thesis doesn't work. It's just like, it, it would make sense that it would get coupled at some point with the market. Like that doesn't seem crazy to me when you pull back and think about it like that. But it, it but it's, um, it's always been connected to the stock market, basically. Right. I mean, for the last how many years, it just goes up when it goes up and goes up with, with like a few exceptions, like, you know, multiple days, maybe where they decoupled for a little bit, but, um, I mean, Hey, listen, Ricky, I still, I still love Bitcoin. Don't get me wrong. I, I love, I love the crypto. I just that wish Rick- our prophecies would be right once in a while. No, you have a, it's, it's a healthy exit. I've you, you're a Bitcoin maxi that's constantly kind of poking holes in your own thesis or how it could go wrong. The regulatory risks, you know, stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that's healthy. I mean, even I just did for the fantasy life newsletter, Jonathan and I were doing a pro and con on a player, Ramondre Stevenson. I fucking love Ramondre Stevenson, but I said, I'll take the con. And it was like a very good exercise to build up the case against a player I love and I've drafted a ton. And it like, it really is illuminating and helps you kind of, you know, snap out of like the way it's really easy to jump into confirming our priors. I, I agree. It makes me think of um, the the All In podcast with Chamath yeah. and, and Friedberg when he... Uh, he like, he has, they do this on, on, on a lot of shows. Like he offers like, uh, here's a so- idea for a solution for problem X. Right. Yeah. And so like, he, he's always like just saying, here's what, you know, here's what you could do. Here's what I think, blah, blah, blah. And then on one podcast, he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a diehard, uh, uh, libertarian. And you guys are outing me right now. Like he's never said it on their show. And I was like, mm. he's a fucking libertarian because he offered up all these anti-libertarian solutions for all these problems. But he's like, he's just doing thought experiments in the real world. Like, here's something you could do. I know it's not libertarian, but he doesn't have to like spell it out all the time. And so like yeah. you get these images of people 
Yeah. Even on podcasts where they talk for fucking hours, literally when you add up all the hours of podcasts and you think they're one way and like, and then, and it's like, Oh no, actually he's, you know, like it's some sort of cognitive bias we have. Like, um, you know, not binary thinking. I think binary thinking is more just like for dummies, but like you just get this picture in your head, like, Oh, this guy has all these government problems, you know, solutions. So he must be a, a leftist or something, but it's like, Oh well, no, he's not. In our brains, like as humans love stereotypes and love patterns. Like you, it's, we love to look at people and size them up. And like what, that's one of the funnest things about people watching is you look at someone from afar and you could almost tell a story. Oh, those guys are out on their first date. I can tell that they haven't interacted much. You get like that kind of shit is so fun. That's like how our brains process. And yeah. I think the same thing, like you're describing, we listen to someone and we want to start putting them in a the bucket. Oh, they're a libertarian. Oh, yeah. you know, they like Bitcoin. Like once they start to fulfill right. this like sketch that we're used to, we want yep. that. And when someone is more complicated than that, it like makes our brains, yep. you know, short circuit. Definitely. There's something going on from evolution to just make, you know, puzzle. You know, you're constantly trying to solve this puzzle of other people. And it's easier if you just go, oh, Pete's a comedian. He can't do, he can't do sports commentary. Right. It's just, no, he's, he's for the, that's what he does or, or vice versa, you know, no pizza's draft stuff. He can't do any, uh, you know, live, sh live shows. That's ridiculous. You know, it's, he's just a football guy. You like, cause it's just easier. It's just easier to, to, to label people and then just, you know, wipe yeah. away all their thoughts. There's, there's people on Twitter who definitely think I'm just a comedian. There's probably people who watch my fantasy streams who think I'm just uh, a best ball bro. That's not funny. Like there's, <laughs> there's, you know, like if it's uh that, that's how it goes. You, you can, you can be whatever you want someone to be. Yeah. Um, the binary thinking. Sorry. The, the binary thinking just, just drives me up a wall where if yeah. you just go like, I don't like, you know, I don't like Pat Mahomes. It's like, well then you must like Josh Allen. And it's like, what? No, that's right. not actually what that means. And and that goes back to the whole thing of like what plays well on the internet and just like the concept of clickbait and hot takes. It's like you can't like lukewarm takes don't work, right? Like you have to have the most aggressive binary ones and zeros. You either hate it or love it because that's what elicits reactions and emotions out of people, which is partly why I like I love like having these conversations and talking through, we were even harassing Dave today on the Swolecast about ADP. And I was conceding like the nuance where sometimes that it's like, that doesn't even play well. People would rather have Dave say ADP doesn't matter. And me say ADP is the only thing that matters. That would do ratings. And it's like, yeah. it, it's that's, that's what people want. There, I, 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 you're, you're definitely right. But I'm going to push back slightly is like, that will drive the needle. That will drive the numbers. But like there clearly is a huge market for interesting conversations. Like people yeah. are thirsty for that. Otherwise, like Joe Rogan wouldn't be a thing. The podcast world wouldn't be blowing, you know, wouldn't have blown up like it has in the last 10 years. And so like, but it's true. Like if you're, if you, even if you have a big podcast, if you put that inflammatory clickbaity title in, you're going to bump up your stuff 120%, you know, 20% or whatever. And if you don't have it, if you have a, Brian talks about who's a fed uh, thumbnail. <laughs> no one says a word for 15 minutes, you know? <laughs> no, you're, you're completely right. I mean, it's the whole reason that I'm able to do all this stuff for a living because there's this hyper niche and a market for this kind of stuff. It, I think the, the hot take stuff, that's like, if you are trying to appeal to the lowest common denominator and the widest base, that still is the path of least resistance. But we do live in a world where like the amount of niche 
content and niche communities that are out there is is absolutely incredible like just thinking about how the monoculture has been destroyed from even like the mid 90s is just we, we could never like even forget the technology let's just assume the technology existed then we would never be able to do a show like this and have anyone watching back then yeah yeah that's true yeah because like, it would be because the what is youtube but public access tv it's right. the same thing, and these 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 uh, these younglings, Pete, don't know public access TV probably, but like back in the day, public access TV were where the crazy people did their weekly shows, and you would get drunk or high, and uh, and 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 watch and laugh and laugh at these people. Like that was and don't let access. anyone on public access TV. You like, just have like, to fill out the paperwork. Law, they had to. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of them were hilarious. Actually, some people got signed. Uh, Tom Green. Right back in the day, like that's what it took to get any traction anywhere. Is 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 um like you had to like do public access TV. What we could do an A/B test on this. I was just thinking. I sent you a tweet of mine. Yeah. And Ludog called me out. He goes, uh, "You're not you're not engagement farming because you could have put the best team as like third place, the clearly best team." And then so I I ranked the uh, the live. The okay, top four yeah. live, yeah. And I, I was generally just interested. I thought that was a cool graphic. Yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> Should have put Mises third, which is Lou's completely right. Like that ingredient for is like if you do like a reasonable take, it's like yeah, you know, you no do one, you mess no it up cares. slightly. They're coming. Should I tweet you. this again? Exact same thing. Put the aces four. Uh, I think it would be. The only thing I would say is maybe people recognize it. Whereas if you could do like a very similar thing like that. Yeah. I could delete the old one. It's, it's probably too soon. Do, but... how, what if, Brian, what if you did this? What if you did like top four quarterbacks for best ball and you put like, I don't know, put like Derek Carr, like first or something like a guy who it's not egregious. He's a top 12 quarterback, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like it would be egregious to put him at one. And then, but it's like, or it could be like a, Josh Allen, Derek Carr, Justin yep. Herbert, Mahomes. Right, like right, just right. one off there and be like, this is my top thoughts. Like, this is 100 interactions. They, they'd be like, your easy. app has got to be garbage if this is your take. Yeah. Uh, but I'm saying, though, like an A-B test somehow. So you like you do yeah. – so it's like one – the same dude doing the same tweet and then do it. This is what Brian Callen does. He's a, he's a professor at George Mason, uh, like an economics professor. And he'll he, I, he somehow he does this. He'll do a poll, and then he'll do another poll the next day. And so, but he does it in a way where uh, it gets rid of like the biases. I, I'm I'm not explaining this. <laughs> I'm not explaining this properly. But like, but like, um, I'm, I wish I could think of an example he did. But like, you know, would you say you are less likely, more likely, or you know, whatever? And then the next topic would be something similar but kind of different, like. Yeah. Would you, you know, would you want more immigration, less immigration, blah, blah, blah. And then the next one would be like, would you want uh cheaper labor force, blah, blah, blah. Something corollary where like people would be like, yeah. no, I don't want any, any immigration. Oh, but I do want cheaper services, you know, like stuff like that. And then you could like take these two different tests and then, and then, and then figure out what people actually, actually want. Uh, this was a this was a classic uh, Lowell's hodgepodge show. We started with a Fed power ranking list and uh, arrived to I don't know 
cognitive psychology and, and biases. So uh, congratulations to us, Brian. We did it yet again. Anthony S. is totally right. Yeah, if you do Deshaun Watson as the number two overall ranked QB in basketball, <laughs> you will get plenty of plenty of interactions. Yeah, um, and I don't even, I don't even care about the interactions. I'm just interested in what works and does. That's another thing too, Pete. I know we're going overtime here, but like with uh, with your you know your career here is that's it's fun figuring out what does what thumbnails do well and and you know how the, how what moves the needle. It's kind of like its own little strat game strategy game too. So like, and then there's the game within. The game within the game, right? Where it's like there's some things that I don't mind play. Like I like messing around with YouTube titles and thumbnails, like you said, to see what works or what's successful. There's some things I won't do. I just don't want to do Twitter threads. I know they work. There's some kinds of I I know I could crush on TikTok if I want. I recorded a video for the Fantasy Life TikTok that just cleared a hundred thousand views. Like I know I know the formula for doing this stuff. It's just like it's not interesting to me too. And that's the other game within the game is like what can I continue to do to be successful without like selling my soul on things that are, don't interest me whatsoever. And, and there's definitely this generational divide that we talk about a lot where I, these young guys do not care. No. And, and I think they do not give a shit that you do it either, which maybe no. that, that Landon guy to bring it full circle, he's only like 22 or something. And so he's probably like, yeah, no, this is what we do. Like you can, you, yeah. uh, Jake Paul does ads. I could do ads. Who cares? And yeah, it's just a different, different world, different, different time. Um, if anyone wants to do a huge favor and give me timestamps for this show, uh, people might appreciate it with how much uh, topic jumping we did. I really need to hire a full-time timestamp uh, person for some of these shows where we, we bounce around a bunch, but, uh, Brian, uh, like you said, lots of cool things happening with the sports hud going to announce um, the NFL projections soon. You got the golf stuff up there. If you guys haven't checked it out, link down below. And also in the show notes, I included our tutorial on how to get it set up on um, on your account for doing your underdog best ball draft. So that might be helpful. And then uh, Brian's been fielding lots of questions in the Discord as well. You're welcome to tag him in either my Discord or in Brian's there with, uh, with questions. Yep. Uh, I did PGA ownership for tomorrow too. If anyone wants to check that out on my site. And I think that's all, all we got. I did the take cast. Uh, yeah. Pete, he, he released it. So I, uh, I don't think he's tweeted out yet. And I did uh degenerate 75s golfing podcast over the weekend too. That's been up and seems like people enjoy it. So check him out. There you go. Podcast yeah, is up. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to listen to that after this. Yeah, you should. It was uh it was it's always a wild time. Um but yeah, we will uh we will be back next Wednesday. Appreciate you guys as always. Good luck on the slots and don't forget to shave your balls with the Manscaped razor <laughs> brought to you by Lulz. <laughs>